Welcome to the Strange Currencies Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Glenn. And I'm sitting on a couch. Hey. I'm Tim on a couch. Rubbing it in a little too soon, Tim. Don't get too comfortable. We're back. Yeah. It's been a while. Tim stole my seat. Yep. Tim is in your seat. I had to switch uh, all kinds of stuff around. Well, I'm all switched around too i'm seeing the room from a different angle this microphone maybe this is just the mic this is just how it sounds in the headphones it sounds like i'm at the bottom of a well see y'all were y'all were giving me a hard time say it's me (laughs) no it it is you but uh, i'm adjusting your volume on the fly a little Mm -hmm. bit uh just (laughs) because all right is that Uh, just me i'm on a couch at the bottom of a well yeah there we go seven days seven days i just watched that movie it's great oh um, well, I think we're good now. Right. I think we're good. You know why the blind man fell down the well? Because he couldn't see that well. Ah, I understand. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, that's terrible. I know. Yeah, sorry. It's a fact, though. I mean, it's just factual. Huh? Hey, how have you all been in our little uh, hiatus time? Uh, hiatus scene. I've been <gasps> hiding. I don't know, man. Work's a grind. Yeah, it is. I've been Work like... Work is stupid. Yeah, Work I'm ready stupid. to be done. Yeah. Jobs are stupid. Mm-hmm. 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 Adulting. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite things. I haven't worked for like eight days. No, seven days. Nice. I'm on vacation. I'm on staycation right now. Good for you. And it's, make, you. it's helping me to realize that work is dumb. Yeah, it's it dumb. is. It is. Mm-hmm. Have you been feeding your plants? Yeah. How, well, are, your, how are your plants The doing? plants that I own... They live in little cups of water. Okay. So okay. all I have to do is make sure the little cup of water is full. Oh, okay. I got a fly trap and a sundew. Okay. Is it is it eating all of the flies, trapping them? I fed. I found a couple um, carpet beetles on my windsill windowsill. Okay. This oh, is yeah. a this is a carnivorous plants podcast. Now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and I fed them to the fly trap, but both the little uh, mouths that I fed them to after they were done digesting, they died. <gasps> oh. But I think that's kind of normal. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Especially we'll have to consult it, our it, carnivorous plant experts. Right. And this one's really young, so maybe it's just like, it's just not mature enough for, for them to be able to open back up and work again. But okay. other ones are growing like pretty wow. fast, so All right. not too worried about it. I'm just not going to feed it like manually for a while. I think. Manually? Yeah. <laughs> Na- let's let nature do its course. <laughs> okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. So Matt, you're done with school? Are you done? You ready to be done? Oh, like, am I contractually done? No, not even close. But <laughs> but am I mentally done with this year? Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. I've been sick for the last three weeks, yeah. too. So That's That'll it's do it. Stupid. Yeah, I'm tired. Well, I think, it's, I think it's fitting that we're doing kind of a scholastic podcast today. We're not jumping right into it just yet. But, you know, I, I think it's... Is this a book I, I'm feeling... Well, no, I'm just feeling the vibes of, mm. of being done with school and getting out of here. Um, I think that's what I think that's what today's vibe is. And picking out one book mm. that your mommy will buy for you at yeah. the book fair. At the book fair, scholastic book oh, fair. scholastic book fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's cool. yeah. good. Well, hey, I forgot. What do we do in this little opener? Do we? Are we supposed to do a, a listener update or? No, we don't do those anymore because uh, it's just bragging. It's just bragging <laughs> at this yeah. point. Okay. But uh, we do usually talk about what we're drinking. Um, Tim, what do you got? Um, it's that, it's in a glass. It's that stuff, that wander stuff. Wander Jack. From the mm-hmm. thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
And I just found out that you have been the one that has been buying it all up, which is why there's never any in stock when I go to the store. Yeah, I haven't been drinking a whole lot unless I'm like out at a restaurant. So those Wonder Jack cans that are in there, they've been sitting there for a little while. Mm, it's yeah. aged. Yeah, I can tell. yeah. Mm-hmm. aged. Okay. Tin aged. Yeah. Or Wonder Jack. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's a good beer. That's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. I'm in an awkward position to reach for it, but mm-hmm. yeah. You're getting used to the couch, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I've got a laptop on my lap yeah. because of all the research. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. Lots of studying. That's good. Yeah. There's been apparently a lot of research done. There's a fridge uh, down here now? Apparently. Oh, there's, there's a fridge here. There is. It's not plugged in, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. It's kind of loud. So uh, okay. that's oh. not really what you usually want in a studio. Right. And Fair. I don't think we drink enough down here to necessarily <laughs> justify having to keep no. a fridge down here, but... The fridge ended up back in my possession, and oh, okay. I was like, "Oh, okay, it could go in the studio." But well, you should just put know. a bathroom in over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right we'll, now, I don't even we'll have. Right hmm? We'll get right on that. Okay. Right now, I don't even <laughs> have a beverage, let alone many beverages, which would necessitate an entire <laughs> fridge. What am I going to do? I understood that fridge. reference. Yeah, Thank I you. did too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, too soon. All right. Too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know what else we do in the intro. Boy, you know, in our last while. episode, we mm-hmm. sounded extremely tired. And we sounded um, I, I just, I, yeah, so yeah, we got this nice break. You know, we haven't recorded a podcast in over a month, and and we come back and we're just every bit as exhausted. Well, so. I mean, I'm sitting on a couch, so I'm automatically yeah. like, and you've been lazy, relaxed. Yeah. See, I got. I still have to go back to work Dumb. later. I know. Dumb. Dumb. Just tell them no. Just no. Just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to uh, take a quick break and we'll come right back. And uh, We're going to do some jumping jacks. Yeah. We're going to get ourselves really pumped up for mm-hmm. uh, for this week's episode. I'm pretty pumped. I'll tell you why. After yeah. It sounds like All it. All right. Good. Strange Currencies podcast, and in Woo! the time that we were gone, Woo! we like literally just started a band. We did, I think, something like that. Maybe, Woo! and we're we're excited, and we're awake now. Yeah, there's a, there's totally. A, there's a lot of nostalgia floating around. Tim was just Woo! like waving double double devil horns over there. Yeah, this rocket. is. Uh, I think this is like a college. Actually, I don't know. It's yeah. like a Texas thing. Oh, it's dumb. That's hook them horns. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. dumb. I would never endorse. Uh, the devil. The devil. Wow. <laughs> sure. Even though all good bands are associated with the devil. All of them are, yeah. Is, anyway. Is this new band we just S- created? Says the guy wearing a Daniel Johnston shirt. Right <laughs> yeah, Daniel Johnston, who, who Satan, wrote Satan, Satan, Devil Satan. Town. He was totally into the yeah. devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves him. He just says don't play cards with him, but other yeah. than that, he's got no problems <laughs> with him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a cheater at cards. So, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> what are we doing? Well, are we you doing? said you were pumped and you were going to tell us why. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess I'm going to introduce the, the concept yeah, of the episode. Yeah, why not? Why Even not? though you're the one who's really the, the centers around. Okay, so last season, before 
I uh, improved the podcast. You guys mm-hmm. did an episode called 1996 mm-hmm. uh, because it was um, 25th anniversary of Glenn's graduation from high school. High school graduation. Mm-hmm. That's right. Talked old about man Glenn. Old man Glenn. Mm-hmm. Talked about the stuff you listened to, the stuff that was on, I guess, like popular. Sure. And, and all that. Um, and so we're going to do that for 1997 because now it's the 25th anniversary of when Matt graduated. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And so... To and, get, and that was uh, officially like three days ago. Ooh, four okay. days ago, which is what another part of the reason why this school year just seems interminable. Really? You graduated 25 years ago, three days ago. Four days ago. Four days mm-hmm. ago. Wow. March, or, sorry, March. May 23rd. Wow. And here, like, that's our last, June 23rd is our Ooh. last day of school. It's about that time. It's graduation time. Yeah. It should like, be. We should be. We should, should be. be. There's mm-hmm. tassels around and, yeah. you know, kicking down, like, overtaking the school public address announced <laughs> to play, you know, schools out for the summer. Burn the school down as a senior prank. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's my favorite senior prank. <laughs> Storch the fucking place. Yeah. Everyone graduates today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, to get myself in the mood for 1997, I was blasting the Spawn soundtrack in my car on the way over. Ooh, okay. Get pumped, yeah. Wow, Spawn. That brings <laughs> back. Is that the movie of the 1997? Mm-hmm. Wow. Good stuff. <laughs> See, I was, I was listening to... I was listen, or I was watching Goodwill Hunting mm-hmm. in 1997, so a little more mellow. We'll talk about that. Later. Yeah, and no, uh, I, I, yeah, the spot. It's pretty spawn. awful. It's like if you look up, look it up on Spotify. It's like it's all collaborations between like, like a rock band and a DJ or something. You know, it's it's kind of proto new metal, uh, but like more of on the industrial side, like Crystal Method kind of stuff. Wow. But there's this like um, I don't know if it's a Moby remix of a Butthole Surfers song or if it's just the Butthole Surfers and Moby <laughs> collaborating. But there's one song on there uh, that's credited to uh, Gibson Haynes and Jeffrey Pincus <laughs> and these other other guys. I'm not sure if they're in Butthole Surfers or not. And then the last credit is Moby. Wow. Um, and there's another song called Satan that starts there off with a, again, yeah, talking it, about Satan. and it starts off with a sample from uh, Sweet Loafed or whatever Satan 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 and then it's uh, I don't know it's like Kirk Hammett and somebody hmm. <laughs> it's, it's really obnoxious but like it, it was of its time I think right. there was this weird period in there with this like kind of loud industrial like rock sound but with drum machines kind of things mm-hmm. going on yeah and I don't know. I think even the 97, I want to say, is like when Bowie did that whole thing with Trent Reznor, right? Uh, Maybe. It like, may have been early. Well, hmm. the album was Earthling, right? Yeah. And, uh, but there were but a couple of singles. Yeah, I'm Afraid of Americans. And, which yeah. debuted in the movie Blade, which was 1998. Okay. Um, looking it up here. Uh, it was in like a... One of the opening scenes, like some sort of underground dance club. Mm-hmm. And if you listen, like, hey, that's something I'm afraid of Americans. I, I looked it up and I was like, oh, this is like a, not a demo version, but it's an early version, like a pre-release version of the song in that movie. Okay. And then it came out, I think, as a single. I don't think it was on Earthling, was it? Um, I, it it was been. a different version of it, I think. But yeah, it's on. Then he had one on the on 7 that. soundtrack. Uh, Heart's Filthy Lesson, was that on the 7 soundtrack? Sure. Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, that was like, I mean, it was kind of. It was past the prime of Nine Inch Nails, but but this other sort of dance industrial. But, but right in the prime of David Bowie. <laughs> See, I want to feel like well, you know. I, I want to say that that was my freshman year of college. I want to say I may have gone to like an industrial, yeah, you know, not a full on rave, but like a da- nightclub or something mm-hmm. like that, where where everybody like dressed in leather and just cyber goth and gas masks. Maybe maybe there was a little, maybe a little bit of that <laughs> trench coats. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Magical time. Right. When was The Matrix? That was 99. Okay, so before the time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I think was that going around, though. I yeah. Mean, I feel like Blade had a little bit of that aesthetic, too. Okay. But Spawn, Spawn get, gets you man. up, huh? Wow. Oh. No, I was yeah. hoping it would. Yeah. <laughs> Not like that. Uh, I was hoping it was going to get me all hyped up, but after the... I do like the first track, uh, Can't You Trip Like I Do. Um, oh, okay. It was on the radio. Uh, but after that, I'm just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's just like a mishmash of, I don't know, aggressive sounds. Was Trent Reznor doing stuff in 97? I mean, well, the Bowie stuff at some point. I don't know if it was 97. And then, well, I think The Fragile came out in 98. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah, it wasn't, that was not my... I did not... I was not heavy into the industrial yeah. scene. Yeah, I, I, I definitely checked out of it before then, too. Like, I, I'm mm-hmm. freshman year of high school, I think it was... Yeah. Yeah, I like... Freshman year, because that's when Downward Spiral came out. I was really into Downward Spiral, but I didn't go any further than that. And then when The Fragile I, came out, I was like, eh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I had like a couple of ministry albums. Mm. Uh, that, that, I don't know that stuff. I, I haven't heard any of it in probably close to thirty years now at this point. But uh, I just haven't gotten the sense that I'd be still into it. But. So, so we're talking about nineteen ninety seven. Matt is a young, you know, world ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Nineteen ninety seven. Did you know where you were off to the big wide world of? Where did you go to school? Uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. Flagstaff, Arizona. Wow. You had all the world before you, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Off into the wide, wide world. Into the wide, wide world. And now ask me where I went to college. Where'd you go to college? Flagstaff, Arizona. Flagstaff. Wow. Hey. You jumped. <clears throat> I did. You just hey. plunged. I did. Into that wide, wide world. And it was on the other side of town from uh, okay. Okay. NAU. <laughs> but, you know, okay, but I'm curious though. What was on the radio in Flagstaff, Arizona, circa 1997? With your, with your, you know, I don't know, what were you driving in 97, your high school, senior year? Um, I would borrow my mom's Suburban. Suburban, okay, okay. Um, but I was mostly getting rides from friends at that point. Okay. Um, on the radio, I don't know. I had checked out of the radio basically by 96. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, I, I'm, can, I'm sure I can guess it's just uh, some of the stuff that was on there. In, in kind of looking back at 97, that was a year of like just weird, bizarre, one-hit wonder stuff. Okay. Um, and yeah, I forget how many like just really terrible, terrible. Like I think the first Smash Mouth single was mm-hmm. 1997, and then that, Girl. that uh, terrible um, Third Eye Blind. That do do do. Yep. That was 97. Wow. Mbop also. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Mbop. Okay. Um, Wanna be how Spice bizarre. Girls? How bizarre. That was 97. Was it? Yeah. I, 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 it might have come out before then, but it was popular that summer. I, I okay. remember. Quite specifically. I've got the hot singles up right now on my... uh, Oh, yeah. Give us some. Give us some hot singles. uh, Well, Umbop, Wanna Be, Bitch by Meredith Brooks. Okay. uh, Semi Charm Life. uh, The Freshman, The Verve Pipe. The Verve Pipe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, there were like three Spice Girls songs on this list, but I don't know any of them besides that one. Mr. Hazel, yeah. 98 Degrees, there's still some boy bands on here. Yeah, um, that would have been like even just before the, I think, big boy bands or, right? Was, was that like well, a, maybe late 98, 99 or something probably? Oh, Genuine, Pony. Oh, okay. 
Um, Wait, what's the difference between the Verve and Verve Pipe? Totally different bands. Yeah. Uh, one mm. was like American Grunge also rans, and the other was like a legitimately good Ooh. British group. Um, Britpop. Um, Wait, what was the Verve? What was the, the Verve? The Verve was good. Verve um, Pipe song. What was the Verve Pipe song? That, that was that freshman one. That the was, freshman. That was we bad, were only freshmen, bad. right? But, but the then Verve, Verve did like Bittersweet, bittersweet Symphony. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that bittersweet album, Symphony. Urban Hymns, is good. Okay. Yeah. Naked Eye came out by Luscious Jackson, just a single. That album was on that from 96. That's a good song, though. Uh, yeah, Barbie Girl. Mm. Yeah, if you look at the charts of... Uh, Unbreak My Heart. It's a, it's a rough, rough looking year from, from that. Now, mm-hmm. 97 is a year that I have to kind of divide it into... And I guess, you know, a year that you graduate, you kind of divide it into different segments anyway. You're, you know, high school for part of it and then right. beyond. I didn't go to college until 98. I took a year off. Oh, good for you. Um, between the two. Um, but... Still, there was like this definitive, you know, separation in, in what that year meant. And yeah. so, like, if you had what was I listening to when I graduated high school, it's very different from, you know, by the end of that year in a lot of ways. And we'll get into some of that, I guess. Sure. We, uh, well, okay. Well, I just wanted to know what were the cool kids listening to at, at school? Like, what was the, what was on, if you were going to walk back, I mean, I think this was the exercise we did Basically, in 96. Yeah. If, if you were to walk back into the reunion gym, what what are they playing? Are they just playing the the top um, you know Billboard singles on the radio, or what was big in Probably, Flagstaff? I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, I think in '97, th- this came up in your yeah. uh, thing, but like you said, Dave Matthews would have been totally ba- blasting, right. and that shit was still like mm. totally blasting in '97 in my probably. high school. I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Like. I don't know that fucking ballad crash into me or right. whatever. That that was still probably peaking in '97, honestly. Um, so I don't know that that, that kind of stuff is what sublime. Quote on, oh god, yeah, yeah, probably sublime. Although again, I think that's like '96 or something. Right, I think a lot of that stuff know. is. But I don't know some some of that stuff. You know, if it comes out in '96, yeah. maybe its impact is '97. Like I was looking at. What was I listening to in '97? And I noticed, like, you know, Cake was something that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was totally listening to Fashion Nugget, but that's right. a '96 album. Right. We weren't really hearing it until '97. I don't right. think so. You know, sometimes there's that over. There is definitely extension there. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to think too. Like, what was I listening freshman listening to freshman year college? And having those markers kind of helps because that's very different. I think even still from if you go back and look what was released in 1997 because okay. some of that stuff you know takes some time to trickle but there was some of the stuff that came out in 97 I was listening to freshman year of high school or freshman year of college yeah well uh, the stuff that, that Tim mentioned I, I think I you know have some recollection of every one of those songs but I, I, I a lot of them just seem like they were that summer like mm-hmm. I, I just really think of a lot of like differentiation and maybe some of it's the history teacher in me that I just have this mm-hmm. idea of demarcating specific times and see, like, I don't know, I'm pretty good with sequencing chronology and all of that. And none of those, when, when Tim mentioned any of those songs, none of them struck me as like, Oh, this is what people would have been listening to at the point of graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But I don't know. Like, so what's the difference between high school, Matt and summer after high school, Matt? Well, 90, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, um, but, but before, like, as an example, and I'd forgotten about this mm-hmm. until I was, we were hanging out uh, last weekend. A certain mm-hmm. member of the podcast had a milestone birthday. 
last week. Canonically, on the show, I'm 39. Okay. Uh-huh. That, yeah, that's what I mentioned, I think, maybe in the last episode or a couple okay. episodes back. So, canonically, I'm 39. Okay. For the whole remainder of the well, podcast. Well, I, I was mm-hmm. speaking with a friend that I graduated high school with, mm-hmm. and uh, she reminded me that our class graduation song was Touch of Grey by The Grateful Dead. <laughs> so this is 97, and that song's from, like, I don't know, like 85 <laughs> or 86 or something like that. Wow. But that kind of, I don't know, in some ways sort of summarizes... Flagstaff, not that it was like weirdly woefully behind the times, but that it just had that neo hippie '90s college sure. vibe about it. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, like to where it would have just made perfect sense that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, our class song is going to be fucking a Grateful Dead song from mm-hmm. the 1980s. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yuppie era Grateful Dead. But. <laughs> Um, but so what would I have been listening to? I think that's maybe the, the question. I mean, that is the question yeah. I can answer more. Mm-hmm. It would have been a mix of some really, really, really good stuff and still some holdover bad stuff as well, mm-hmm. too. And, and I'm not going to hold this up as an opportunity to say, well, hey, high school me had perfectly refined musical taste. But I knew some, some, some real good shit. Like for me, the album that really kind of defines... If I think back, all right, graduation month, what was I obsessively listening mm-hmm. to? Bright in the Corners by Pavement was like my mm-hmm. album of the moment. So, cool. I got cool points there. But the first half of that year, like the big record that I was super excited about and super anticipated was Secret Samadhi by the band oh, right. Live. Mm-hmm. Oh, And yeah, I, I right. somewhat recently wrote a re- review of that album. And it's the only mm-hmm. like negative review that exists on Strange Currencies. And if you're remotely interested in my my long form thoughts on that piece of shit record, wow, then <laughs> then go read that review. Why? But mm-hmm. I read yeah, that one actually. That, that was mm-hmm. a band that I was really really into. And when that album came out, you know, I, I was like, oh, okay, cool, it's fine, I like it. But uh, by the end of that year, like that 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 shit just sounded terrible to me like mm-hmm. 97 was a really transformative musical year for me um in a lot of a lot of ways and a big part of that was like like i said i i worked um i didn't go into college and so i i don't know spent some time spent some, getting a little bit money. of money and yeah, spent yeah. some money and, mm-hmm. and like got much more into music uh hmm. in that off year because i could i had some cash on hand and music i wanted to get into um so, like, I don't know, that, that kind of stuff, I don't know, maybe that shows the spectrum of the stuff that's aged well and held up versus the stuff that hasn't. Mm-hmm. I'm trying right. to think of what else I would have been, like, really into before graduating high school. Um, like, I, I know I had Pop by U2. I yep. went and uh, saw U2 on the Pop Mart tour, like, probably within a couple of weeks of, like, before graduation. Yeah, so that was same. kind of a big mm-hmm. thing at the time. Um I remember buying like the Squirrel Nut Zippers album, although I think that's '96 as well too. Yeah, but not... Hell was sort of this yeah. big single that that uh, that spring, so I remember I had gotten that around the time of graduation. And I don't know, like a lot of people, I got the that second Foo Fighters album around that time. Mm-hmm. We know how you feel about Foo Fighters. They are the Mendoza line, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, like so that would have been up to that point of graduation, and then. Getting into that summer of 97, it, I don't know, my, my whole musical paradigm started to shift quite a bit. How so? Like, immediately. So, as a lot of high school graduates 
you know, do. I came into some money sure. for graduating high school, which was cool. You know, I had a couple hundred bucks and uh, like, I'm going to go buy some re- some music. I've said records, but it yeah. was really CDs because I didn't have the foresight to be investing in vinyl in 1997. <laughs> Were but, they producing uh, vinyl in 97? What's that? Were they producing vinyl? Yeah. Yeah, right, uh, definitely. New new releases were yeah okay yeah. So the day after I graduated high school, I remember specifically I bought two albums that had like this fundamental impact on on mm-hmm. what I thought about music. One of them was Slanted and Enchanted by Pavement, mm-hmm. which I was into Pavement up to that point, but I had heard Bright in the Corners and Crooked Rain. Right. Slanted and Enchanted was this kind of you know revelation in a lot of ways. Like here was music that was not intentionally ugly, but that had that sort of Quirky. lo-fi vibe to right. it and had that sort of amateurish quality and, and was like, all right, this is something that like, I could, I could see making something that sounds like this, mm-hmm. you know, which was again, hugely revelatory. And then the other album I bought that day was Doolittle by the Pixies, which Ooh. I had never heard before. Okay. And so now I'm like, wow, okay, this is cool. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. Like you didn't, um, you didn't buy the Art Garfunkel live album across America. I already had it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, come on, Tim. Sorry, I came which, out which is May. weird. I, I came to the Pixies in a really odd direction too, because I was into Frank Black stuff certainly by that point. Mm-hmm. But like, right, I guess I got to go backwards and see what Pixies were all about. And right. I wish I had done that a little earlier. You know, White Snake re- released an album on May twenty third, nineteen ninety seven. That's the day I graduated yeah. high school. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't get that one. Yeah. It's called Restless Heart. Oh, probably their best one. Yeah, I'll bet. 1997. I mean, I mean they're all their best one, <laughs> yeah. really. That was their peak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, now I'm curious. What was what was Tim listening to in 1997? Like, I what was taste. your context? <clears throat> so, you know, I listened to your 96 episode, and I was making some notes. And one of my notes was, "I regret nothing." Okay. Um, I still like it all that I was listening to, but it wasn't oh. all 1997 stuff. Sure, sure, sure. But, you know, so the list I have is is Weezer, mm-hmm. you know, those yep. first two albums. Yep. Uh, the Melvins. I had gotten mm-hmm. into them, I guess, at a relatively young age, probably because of Nirvana. Um, and they did put out an album that year, 1997, Honky. It's really good. It's really weird. It's probably one of their most experimental ones. It's not on streaming. Otherwise, I would have loaded up that playlist with Probably all from that album. Okay. Uh, listening to Ben Folds 5, Heart yeah. of Danger, yeah. Green Day, a little 311, <laughs> a little Everclear, okay. um, President of the United States of America, yeah. some Beck, uh, a lot of Cake, a lot of They Might, or yep. some They Might Be Giants. Yep. Um, as far as what came out that year, like I, well, I made, I made a list of stuff that more like in hindsight, Kind of like the wish list thing. Like yeah, I, totally. I wish I wish I we'll stuff. get there. Yeah. We'll get to okay. that. Because yeah, yeah. you've already mentioned a couple. I mean, you mentioned some that I was, you know, I was in a Weezer and they might be joking. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, you mentioned Ben Folds 5. That was yeah. another mm-hmm. one of those. I got into pretty much like right after uh, right after graduation. Because again, I always associate that album, whatever and ever amen, was summer of 97. Yeah, yeah. totally. It came out a little bit earlier than summer but that's when mm-hmm. it, but it came out uh, that year yes and, and, it feels like that album. one was somewhat ubiquitous that year like it feels like brick at least by the end of the year yeah. yeah brick was like the third single from it and that was a big really? hit but i want to say that was single. that was late 97 was it no i think first single was battle of who could care less really yeah hmm. i really? remember seeing the video for that in see that early that... summer 97 i'm like oh this is cool i'm gonna go get that brick is the first song i remember hearing from them at all but yeah but like, I didn't like it, and I didn't like them until a friend was like, "No, I got the album. It's actually really good." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay." 
But yeah, Harvey Danger's first album came out that year. 311 Transistor came out that year. Nothing else on my list, I think, came out in 97. Like, there were a lot of these bands that were like 96, 98. And like 97 yeah, was this right, little right, dick. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's interesting. So, so I think I, I think the same thing. There was that. There is that. I, I like what you're saying about high school and then post high school and whatever. Because I feel like for me it was strange because I'm now in college, so I'm on living on my own. So I'm away from like my high school friends. So it's kind of like this new world. Mm-hmm. And at this time, I'm not. I wasn't really spending a lot of money on music because I was in college and sure. I was like, you know, paying you know, rent and stuff and like just surviving. And so I think a, a lot of my musical intake was kind of circumstantial and mm-hmm. like, um, what was going on. So like, um, it happened to you rather than you saw it. Correct. Yeah. Whereas and, I was in that opposite mode after right. high school and that I yeah had the means and was seeking out. Yeah. And, and so like to, to look back on that time for me, there were, there were kind of some waves of music. I don't know if you guys experienced this, but it was very 1997 but there was kind of an alt country wave. I don't know if you experienced that in 97. No. There were like a lot of like of the small bands and groups that were playing around college were kind of, you know, you saw a lot of Pearl Snaps coming around. And so like um, Whiskey Town, Ryan Adams, um, the, uh, uh, yeah, I know. Right. Uh, There was like, there was a little Wilco um, residual being there. Yeah. so like I, I think that was kind of a little bit of what I associate with '97, just because like a lot of a lot of the bands that were in our college town were kind of doing dabbling with that kind of stuff. Gotcha. But then there was also like this kind of you mentioned squirrel nut zippers. There was like this third wave punk ska. Um, well. Swing yeah, revival, like swing but that was that was more like ninety eight. Yeah, I was gonna say swing revival is definitely ninety eight. Zoot Riot came out in ninety seven. Yeah, that, um, no, that was really yeah. See, I, I that that felt more like ninety eight, ninety nine. Well, well to yeah, me. it's entirely possible that it didn't like hit until ninety eight. Right, exactly, but yeah, in terms of popular consciousness, mm-hmm. like at least in a place like Flagstaff, Arizona, the swing revival is definitely a 98 thing. Yeah. See, but I felt like, I felt like, uh, it's the, before the swing revival, it felt like there was, that was like punk, um, uh, ska, Aquabats, less than Jake, no doubt. Maybe some rancid Mm -hmm. was happening. Um, and 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 it was earlier, but I think I, when I think of my freshman year of college, Mm -hmm. I remember like, you know, warp tour stuff and like, That kind of those kinds of things, and granted, I was in Southern California, so maybe that was a little bit of a regional mm-hmm. thing. Some of that stuff, like uh, the, yeah, that, that would have been a. I think there was an Aquabats and a Less Than Jake that came out in '97. Um, so I, I think those were, but then again, I, you know, freshman year of college, that's when we're, it, when I'm like playing music with other people. The stuff we were doing was more Brit poppy stuff, so you know, there was that residual. Um, Dave Matthews, but like yeah. Verve and like, um, um, you know, Travis, uh, Sloan, uh, some of those er, 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 Brit, Brit poppy stuff, but like, oh, wait, was Oasis was 95, 96. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, a lot of that stuff was kind of around. 
Sure. Um, so I think those were the three kind of mini movements that I think of freshman year of college, 1997 for me. When I think of 97, the, the big conversation, I think in a lot of ways in like the rock circle, because yeah. keep in mind, at least for me, uh-huh. and I think for a lot of people, music was very compartmentalized. I, you know, my group, we weren't mm-hmm. listening to a lot of hip hop or anything yeah. like that necessarily right. in 97. Um, but I remember the whole big kind of conversation was more about electronic music. Yeah. And that that was sort of the new wave. And, you know, mm-hmm. you had all of this hype around stuff like uh, Prodigy, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. Firestarter was this big thing mm-hmm. in, right, right. in 97. That album was hyped like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then like even, you know, I already mentioned you too. Like Pop was a very, very mm-hmm. electronic inspired album and some of that was oversold a little bit but there were definitely like dance tracks on there and and so there was this kind of this rockist mentality that i think yeah. i definitely ascribe to at the time i mean i was listening to again some of that like super ham-fisted shit like live and it's like all right no there's no electronics here it's like this is guitar based drums and that's what rock music is supposed to be and but there was like that ground shift going on mm-hmm. where there were artists in the rock realm who were starting to introduce more elements of electronic stuff. And don't mention the name yet because we're going to get there. I, no, and I we was, will get there. That's why I was holding back. I, like I, I was, said, it's I a was talking about, year, but, and but I yeah. was talking about like what were some of the, the like periphery kind of movements or scenes yeah. that were happening. And I, and when I think of 97, I, I think of going to some of those, um, you know, like wannabe um, alt country things and pop punk ska and you know some Brit pop stuff. In, but in, in oh. but the electronic, I think, was kind of the heart of where I ended up. In retrospect, mm-hmm. it, it look, looking at back on it twenty five years later, it seems like maybe sort of the beginnings of this idea of fragmentation, like. You know, like I said, there were these corners, you know, the rock kids didn't usually listen to a lot of mm-hmm. hip hop, the hip hop kids didn't listen to a lot of rock, you know, there was that, but it was almost like we were moving away from a monoculture, I think in a lot of ways. Um, like I had said, I had stopped listening to the radio just because I didn't really care what the radio was offering. I didn't want to mm-hmm. hear the, the Verve Pipe or mm-hmm. Seven Mary Three or all that, like just yeah. terrible post-grunge oh, stuff. And like... I don't know. There were these sort of alternative mm-hmm. routes that were starting to open up. Like I was, I was still pre-internet. I mean, I, I dabbled on the internet in school a little bit in the mm-hmm. spring of '97, but I, we didn't have internet in the house until like a year or two later. But I was like reading magazines a little bit more, trying to learn mm-hmm. more about music. I was trying to to sort of dig in some places other than you know going to radio or MTV mm-hmm. or some of those things. And and it just seemed like there were avenues. It's like. Post peak Lollapalooza, you mm-hmm. had mentioned the Warp Tour, so mm-hmm. that was the thing. There uh, in '97, there was the Horde Tour, mm-hmm. um, which was like I think it stood for Horizons of Rock, developing everywhere, something dumb like that. Mm-hmm. But there's all these like little break off <laughs> avenues and alleyways, if you will. And it seems like '97 was about trying to figure out, okay, what direction is you know guitar based music going to go right. into? Is it going to go in that alt-country traditionalist route? Is it going to mm-hmm. go in the more electronic-minded route? Is it going to stick with just loud, you know, first chorus, first, quiet, loud, quiet, you know, kind of thing or, or whatever? New metal. Yeah, and then there was all that <laughs> shit too, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there were all these just sort of avenues opening up. It was... it was. Yeah. 
I, w- I wanted to say something about the radio. Because um, I was a, I would have been freshman, sophomore in uh, 97. And I was still listening to the radio at that point. So, like, when I think of the overall sort of vibe or the fabric of, like, musical stuff happening in 97, we at least here had a, uh, a good, like, alt alternative or whatever radio station Mm -hmm. so it wasn't just all top 40 but like there was definitely a lot of like puff daddy and stuff going on Mm -hmm. as far as like the cool kids and like what would be playing in the auditorium would probably be like some puff daddy and some like maybe um missy elliott kind of stuff see we had a lot of tupac yeah i mean there would definitely be some of that but but then also like the verve pipe uh chumbawamba (laughs) so so you were only a freshman uh, when that oh, song wow. came out, wow! Uh, I don't, I don't know what month did, it did came that song out. resonate with you? No. <laughs> well, okay. um, so like, and Third Eye Blind. So, I mean, there was a lot. The '90s were really kind of a cluster as yeah. far as like what kind of music was out there. But um, that year, there was like Prodigy. Like, if I was in my house playing Duke Nukem or something like that, and had the radio on, I didn't mind like if Breathe or Firestarter came on, like. Well, playing, you know, on the PC. Uh, yeah, and there were a lot of songs like that where, like, I wouldn't have bought the album, but, like, mm-hmm. all right, this is fine, you know. And, I, I, you know, there's a lot of shit on the radio, too. That song, The Freshman, was not so good. Um, you know, like, Closing Time and shit like that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and and specifically, um, Third Eye Blind. Mm-hmm. Third Eye Blind. Uh, I don't know why I emphasized Third the, fir- <laughs> the first uh, word there. As opposed to Fourth Eye Blind. <laughs> right. Like that was a band that I really hated. I was yeah. really like performative about how badly I, how much I hated them and how much they sucked. But they're one of the ones that like going back now, it's like a nostalgia thing. Like, uh, man, okay. these songs are okay. <laughs> 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 I could listen to this. And that first album had like five singles or something like that. Jumper and that one and a bunch of others. Uh, and it's like, oh yeah, I remember, you know, that being on the radio and that like that time, mm-hmm. but, but as far as like what I would go to the, you know, the used record store and your CD store and buy, it was like the stuff I listed before, like the stuff that I really liked and was like kind of pursuing, Yeah. but all the other stuff was there. It was still part of like the soundtrack of the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so saying Matt, I'm going to load up the, the playlist with those songs, not uh, the good ones. All right. Well, 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 let's take a quick break. That was a really long segment. Yeah. So we'll take a quick break and come back. And I don't know. Glenn sounds like he's got some sort of plan. Yeah, I want to quiz you. I want to okay. quiz you. All right. All right. Take we'll be right back. Strange Currencies music podcast talking about 1997. Matt was a budding, all the all the world ahead of him. Mm-hmm. 1997, ready to graduate high school, and now 25 years later, we're looking back. And I'm curious about your social media feed, okay. Matthew. So here's what we're gonna do. It's we're at the reunion now, and you are starting to reevaluate your social media contacts, your friends, the ones that you've blocked, the ones that you are avoiding when you see them at the punch bowl 
in the gym. The reunion. The punch has been spiked. The punch has. So I, let, me, let me just called. say that I would <laughs> never in a million years go to a high school reunion. Just okay. putting that out. There. But if you were, who, which of these, I'm going to throw out some 1997 artists, some that we've mentioned, and maybe just quick hit some of these. And I want you to tell me, are you genuinely friends with them still to this day? Mm-hmm. You'll have a conversation with them. Right? Like you're going to go hang out at the punch bowl for a while. Yeah. Catch up. Uh, which of these are, are you're like, mm, I'll stay Facebook friends. I'm not unfriending them or anything, but you know, probably just from afar. Sure. And which of these are you like blocked? Okay. Later. All right. All right. So now, um, we've already, we've already mentioned, but for, for calibration purposes, um, Live. Block. Blocked. Yeah, because of embarrassment. They like mm, I loved okay. that band so much that they okay. were like, I don't know. Okay. People who knew me in ninety seven, a lot of them knew me as hey, that guy who liked live a lot. <laughs> like that's how much I was into that band. Did you ever um, grow like a one single really long no, braid? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> even even like at fourteen I realized that was stupid. But uh, but yeah, no block, but I will maybe from time to time pull up their profile. To look at it and okay, hope, that, stock hope that they have stock fallen okay. on their face uh-huh. oh. and, and failed. <laughs> Do, would like, you report them? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. yeah. Something like that. Um, All right. How, how about cake? Um, Facebook friend. Okay. Like, if cake were playing in Portland, would I go see them? Probably not. If they put a new album out, would I buy it? No. But... It, next time I actually see a copy of Fashion Nugget in a record store, I'm going to totally pick that shit up because that that's a great album. Mm-hmm. Yep. And actually, like, uh, like really all like that first four, um, those are good albums, and yeah. I, I have mm-hmm. a lot of nostalgic yeah. love for those records. But I think they're also genuinely just good. Okay. I, I enjoy them. So yeah, all right, well, definitely Facebook friend at, at minimum. Okay, all right, calibration purposes. Okay, pavement. So uh, pavement. Let's see here. Um, to use the analogy of, of actual friends and mm-hmm. such, my two best friends from high school remain like my two closest friends. Yeah. One of them is pavement. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, yes. Um, okay. We, we talk regularly. Yes. We, we text on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Right. So, right. Yes. Um, we, we send memes to each other through our, yeah. 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 yeah okay. Frank time. Black? Very, very, very close friend. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good friend. I, I love friends. All right. Now, 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 we mentioned that we weren't you weren't necessarily listening to a lot of hip hop mm-hmm. um, in in '97, but I mean, Jay Z put out an album in '97. Jay Z is he somewhere in your social media? I, I don't care for Jay Z. Okay. I, I have come to embrace a lot of hip hop stuff. I'm I'm a genuine hip hop okay. fan, but. I just, I don't really. Not Jay-Z, the Jay-Z. Jay-Z okay. sound does nothing for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Wu-Tang? Yeah. Friend. Friend? But the thing is, I don't know. Wu-Tang fandom is strange to me. Um, Wu-Tang, let's be honest here, has one legitimately great album. And I don't know that anything they've done since has, I don't know, been all that good. It's not particularly well regarded, but I'm 36 Chambers is a fucking classic and there are several good Wu-Tang solo albums enough for me to say friend yeah sure okay um you too (sighs) yeah you know 
if I'm being honest here, I, I probably have to say friend just because. Uh-huh. But it, it's really probably more for Facebook friend. Like if YouTube puts a new album out, I'm probably gonna buy it just because of obligation. They, hmm. they were they you were are. an inner circle band for me. For they were they were fundamental. I mean, would you buy a plane ticket? Would you buy a plane ticket to no, go to no, the wedding? No, no. What if it was an hour away? If somebody were paying for me to go, would you drive an hour to go to the wedding of this friend? I don't know that I would need to to do that. Honestly, um, you're invited to the wedding, Matt. Are you still friends? Facebook friend. Facebook friend. Okay. Facebook friend. He's gonna find. <laughs> he's gonna find an excuse to. Ditch. And I, I hate to say it because I mean, and I know Tim hates you. Too. I hate you too. And, and I know you are. are <laughs> Yeah. Like like I, I think a fan of the first yeah. twenty years yeah, 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 of right. their careers. Right. right. I, I you know, I will go to bat for everything that they did virtually between boy and and pop at least. And I'll I'll still stick up, I guess, for the cheesiness of all that you can't leave behind or whatever that was. Okay. But well, all right, but, here's another but one. Everything they've done since then it, ugh, in the it's just embarrassing. All right, in the same vein, Oasis. I want to say so, Oasis opened for you two on that did, pop tour. Yeah, uh, when I saw them, Rage Against the Machine opened for okay. them. But um, Oasis is a weird one. They're like inverted in a sense. I despised Oasis in high school. Huh? They, you know, Tim talked about being performative about hating Third mm-hmm. Eye Blind, and I was definitely performative about hating Oasis. Just everything that they represented seemed mm-hmm. to me to be like the antithesis of. Like what I liked about musicians, I, I suppose. Okay. I guess. They were cocky and arrogant and, you know, British, which wasn't my thing. I wasn't the Anglophile <laughs> that I eventually became, I suppose. And But I got to admit, they got some damn good songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some outstanding Oasis songs. Oh, yeah. And those first two records are legit, very good. And even that third one, which is like, I think that was a 97 album, actually, you know? which is just ridiculous and totally self-indulgent. It's still kind of a fascinating train wreck okay. of an album. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'd have to say Facebook friend, but okay. I, they were, they were the person that I hated in high school. Mm-hmm. But now you're if I saw him today, okay. I'd be like, oh, I really still don't like that person, but I have to admit we have some things in common. Okay. Well, in uh, Blur? I like Blur. Yeah, Blur's good. Facebook friends? At least. Okay. At least, yeah. All right, well, in the same vein then, how about Supergrass? Friend. Friend. Good friend. Supergrass is oh. fucking great. Okay. Yeah. All right, well. Sugar Ray. <laughs> Sugar Ray. Block. Manson. Hanson. Would I spend $90 for a Mark McGrath cameo? Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. Ooh, what is, but would I listen to Sugar Ray? Off the charts. Off the charts. But still, but in, still our hearts. in our hearts. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Always in our hearts. Always. Diane! Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> All right, well. Yeah, I would be more likely to spend $90 on a cameo from Mark McGrath than I would spend three bucks <laughs> on a used Sugar Ray CD. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- thus concludes our game of Facebook friend or blocked. Um, uh, congratulations, you did well. Cool, thanks. Um, I suppose, except you two sad that you didn't at least send a. a you gift. made Bono cry. I mean, at least send a wedding gift. At least, like, check the registry. 
No, no, no. Bono, just just stop. The edge. Know. He's just, not. He can only play one it. note now instead of two. Ooh. That's how sad he is. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, hey, Bono, one other Bono. <laughs> just, just get some help, please. You, you mean well, and your intentions are are, are great, uh, and I respect that. Oh dear. Just, just stop. Oh dear. <laughs> just please. All right. Well, I I I am looking forward to our next Yo, segment. Pop, Pop is a good album. I'm gonna go to bat mm, right now for Pop. That okay. that's a legit good album. They got shit on at the time. Yeah. The yeah. singles were not. <laughs> and I know that's all, all the singles were good. It's the deep cuts. That were, but like the first single single was Disco Tech. Oh, yeah. 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 Staring at the Sun's okay. Yeah, Staring at yeah, the Sun like is good. It's like got a Beatle vibe to it. Um, I like Gone and. Um, Please is a really good song. Wake Up Dead Man. Like, that's a good album. It's a legit good album. Huh? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I've never listened to the whole thing, but I'm going to disagree. Okay. It's fair enough. <laughs> I'm saying no. <laughs> you know, there are certain bands where it's just like, I, I don't need to listen to Aerosmith to know that their albums <laughs> all suck. Every fucking one of them. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I think we need to take another break. I think we do. And yeah. when we come back, this is one of my f- favorite segments. Um, we are, aren't we going to like say who we wish we were friends with? Yeah. Let's do that. All right. That's good. This is a show called Sound and Vision. It is separate from the podcast you were listening to. Wait, what just happened? Yeah, that's uh, not I'm how Howard Cosell. Huh. Uh, I don't know how to bring this back You're not going to tell us break. that John Lennon died, are you? Um, <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> what is, we do need to do... Children, the Falklands have been invaded. <laughs> uh, anyway. We, we do need to do an episode of Sound and Vision. Sounds like it's time to do yeah, so let's do that. We were going to do the wish list thing, but instead... Let's Sound and Vision first, and then wish list. Yeah. Sound and Vision, where we discuss all things aesthetic using the David Bowie scale. The highest you can score on Sound and Vision is, of course, low. Low. David Bowie's masterpiece. And the worst you can do is... Never let me down. Never let me down. Which we decided officially. Yeah. He let us down. (laughs) Yes. His his worst. Did Bowie Bowie release anything in 97? Yes, we already talked about this. I was sleeping. I know. Did he? Hold on, and then there's also a middle ground where we're like, we live with it, we accept it, let's dance. Let's dance, yeah. sure. Yeah. All right, so uh, what are we talking about in Sound and Vision here? I think we need to tackle the visual aesthetic that is 1997 for Matt and for Tim. And I, for Glenn. Oh, sure, okay. All right, so we yeah. did this in uh, for 96. Yeah, I'm curious. Glenn was, let's remind our listeners, Glenn was <laughs> apparently... Rocking a literal bowl cut, literally in bowl on the head, scissors, yeah, cut, cool, yeah. 
I think right. I'm I think I'm actually still immortalized at Castro Valley High School. Um, you know, all the the tradition is the editors of the publications have their senior photos <laughs> up on the wall, and I think you can still go back and see nice. my bowl cut. Wow. That's- Terrifying. Yeah, it is. I will. Had you abandoned the bowl cut by ninety seven? I had. I had abandoned the bowl cut by ninety seven. Freshman year of college. I'm now in Southern California, so it was a lot of, a lot of like cargo shorts and t shirts, and I might cargo shorts. I might have shaved the head completely at one point. Hmm. You were listening to Sublime, Mark. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> But um, I think maybe there might have been some bleach as well. Nice. Um, that that was pro- that might have been ninety eight though. Um, but you know, right around right around there, there was you know some some Brit pop you know going on. But I was also Southern California, so um, it was hot. Flip flops. All right. I'm I'm curious about the 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 Flagstaff, and, and maybe we're gonna get different versions. Do we have like a high school? Matt aesthetic versus a working mat. I, I don't know that it was necessarily much. Did you wear different. a uniform to work? No, I oh, did not. No uniforms. Okay. Um, so I actually remember it was New Year's Day, nineteen ninety-seven. I don't know. I I went from having long hair to having very short hair. My then future sister-in-law, now ex-sister-in-law, um, basically shaved my head. Not <laughs> shaved bald, but. But mm-hmm. short, mm-hmm. short, and I was I was a long hair mm-hmm. um, guy. I had mm-hmm. hair basically down to my chin, all mm-hmm. around. That was my my look for most of high school. Mm-hmm. And so last semester of high school, I I went short. Wow! And so that was a big change, big. To, a big That's change big. to my look. Um, and then my friends and I we got into this thing where we decided we all wanted to be like cartoon characters and have a signature thing that we wore every day. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah, we all. Want, so I had a. a I mean, we all wore jeans because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I had a just a black non-hooded sweatshirt that I wore every day. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much it. And that was my cartoon character look. That's not very cartoony. It's it your, wasn't. Your, your it really was I got that but, beat. But. but we, yeah, we just had this whole thing. Like, we're, we're going to all just do our our look. Uh-huh. And that was our thing. I don't know why. Okay. One guy always carried a spoon. <laughs> yeah, what were the other looks? Now I'm curious. No, it was just like, you know, different sweatshirts and uh. hats or whatever the fuck boring people cartoon. were doing. Yeah, we were boring, but the whole idea was that, you know, we just yeah. all, you know, committed to something, I guess. Mm. Wow. Okay. Very, it was very minimalistic, you know. Okay, all right. We, we wanted to prove that we didn't care about what we wore by wearing the same thing every day, uh. which really proved nothing. Right. Because it just showed that we were thinking about what we were wearing. True. So. A little snarky. Yeah. All right, Tim, I'm curious. I did, just to, to rate my... I Definitively a Let's Dance. Let's Dance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same, I think, with yours probably. Yeah, I was a Let's Dance. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I, I didn't really give much thought or care to it one way or the other. So I... I've got a real, like, bad memory in general. Like, I remember okay. certain specific events really well. But then, like... I don't know. There's just kind of a haze for a lot of, uh, just my whole life. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, I never played football or anything. Uh, but at so, least you don't remember that you did. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I was a quarterback. Who knows? Uh, but so I don't know if this is necessarily 1997 specifically, but I know in high school I was one of those guys, like I was a theater kid. Uh, <laughs> and here's my cartoon character thing. I literally was the fedora kid. Ooh, Ooh fedora <laughs> kid. Uh, but low, low. 
Thank you. Right. Um, the, whole, the whole thing smacks of effort. <laughs> well, but the thing is, here's the thing. I didn't go shopping for fedoras. There was another guy who was a fedora weirdo uh, who gave me his. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure why. He was also a trench coat guy. I don't know. Kind of a weirdo. But um, it had a hole in it. There was like a hole up here. It was kind of beat up. Uh, kind of smashed at times. Uh-huh. Um, but it was like... It's it was just between me and you, smashed hat. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Oh, my God. I don't get it. Uh, disappointing. I'm scared. Yeah. Um, but it, part of the reason I wore it is because, like, I have a giant head. I always have. And this hat was big, and it fit my head. So I was like, Shocking. oh, shit. And it looks good, you know? And I would wear this hat around, even with normal clothes. But also, I had two Goodwill three-piece suits <gasps> that I would sometimes wear to school. Nice. <laughs> so I was that guy, too. That guy. Basically... You, you, were, you were definitely a theater kid. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... I've seen the same kind of aesthetic on like, I don't know, the cer- certain, yeah, <laughs> this certain uh, type of like Portland hipster circa a certain year, but like, mm-hmm. in their like tw- guys in their twenties or whatever. I-, I like to say that you know I was a dumbass wearing a fedora hat at least when I was like sixteen or something right, like that. Right, so I right. didn't have you know I didn't know any better, but it was a good look and mm-hmm. no regrets. Still. No regrets and low, low, yeah, uh, sure. yeah, yeah. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Fedora guy. Yep. Good well, for you, Sweet well, Peace guy. Good times, yes. Yeah. Right. Nicely done. Well, another successful episode of Sound of Yeah, Vision. yeah. That was a good episode. Oh, that, was, that was lovely. I don't know. Forgettable. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like your look. Oh, well, yeah. Sure. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, well, so, so here's, here's where I really want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I really want to be is I want to go back to this reunion and um, befriend those things that I had not befriended before. And I want to really dive in. And I think this is, this has been uh, my favorite part of the exercise is going back and looking at the stuff that came out in 97 and what's Mm -hmm. the stuff that since 1997 you've discovered and you've been like, dang, that's good. Why wasn't I listening to that in 97? Why weren't we getting Taco Bell? Yeah. Late nights. In, we, we were definitely doing that in 97, so... Right. Yeah. So, so now, I will say, let me preface this by saying that some of these artists I was, um, you know, getting hot sauce at Taco Bell at 3 a.m. with some of these bands. Um, namely, are we, do, are we doing this? Well, okay. So I, I, I alluded earlier to 97 being divided into two distinct parts. And part of it is because I graduated and, and you know, part of it was high school and part of it was when I was allegedly apparently an adult. Mm-hmm. And all right, that's the dividing line. But there's another musical dividing line that happens in 1997. One very, very specific album mm-hmm. that comes out in the summer of 1997 that... Uh, to call it a game changer, short changes it. Yeah. This is, is beyond game changer. This is, oh, fuck. Music can do this. Right. And it completely uh, okay. just changed my entire, entire paradigm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Glenn. Yeah. Okay, computer. Fuck. Oh, I that thought you were going to say um, Blues Traveler straight on till morning. <laughs> mm. That, that um, is. Harmonica. Tim knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or no. the debut of Limp Biscuit, oh, $3 yes. bill, y'all. Now, like, in all seriousness, like, OK Computer, 
I mean, shit. I, yeah. I saw something last week that, you know, 25th anniversary of that album. First mm-hmm. off, that album could come out tomorrow. It yep. would mm-hmm. still yep. fucking blow our minds. But mm-hmm. hearing that record in 1997, like, it, that was the thing for me where in the first half of that year, it's like, oh, there's all these directions music can go. It can go in this, you know, mm-hmm. electronic. It can go in this trad thing. It can go this. It was like, nope. This is what mm-hmm. what rock music on the verge of the 21st mm-hmm. century should sound like. Yep. It was intelligent. It was progressive. Mm-hmm. It was hooky. It was unique. Mm-hmm. It was influenced by the classics, but definitively Definitely of its own new. time. Yeah, right. And it was and remains just this master, yeah. masterpiece. Um, in having some conversation just with other people, this week I'm like reflecting that this album's now a quarter century old. I am willing to say that it, you know, if forced to say what is the best album of all time, mm-hmm. I'm not putting it at number one. Mm. Pet sounds is still my number one, mm. okay. but okay. Computer yeah. has as good of a claim at, yep. at the number two spot as anything, literally anything that the Beatles ever put out. Yep. I think it's that good. Yep. And, and to hear that record at that point of my life, too, like in this, well, mm-hmm. here's this dividing line between childhood and adulthood. It just has always, for me, been this line of demarcation, it, you know, before OK Computer mm-hmm. and after are two just definitive different eras of my musical evolution. And I listened to virtually nothing else the, the last four months of that year. It was mm-hmm. just like. Over and over and mm-hmm. over and over. And then when I was finally ready to move on to listening to other music, <laughs> I wasn't going back and listening to, right. you know, the stuff. Live. Everything that I had heard before sounded like plastic, right. cardboard, whatever. And so I'm in 98, where I'm like, all right, I need to hear something that's going to hit me on that same level. I got into Dylan. Right. I got into the Beatles. I, I got into all of this stuff that OK Computer was being mentioned in the same breath as. Mm. And yeah, I no longer did, sorry, Dave Grohl, but no longer did Foo Fighters sound all that essential to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is a classic released in my own time. And now I need to listen to London Calling. And now mm-hmm. I need to listen to unknown pleasures and mm-hmm. the velvet underground and Nico. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, that album just completely changed my entire perspective on music. Hmm. I, I feel like, um, I, I didn't have as Eureka a moment, um, as you're describing, except I did for, for today. I had a similar, yeah. I had a similar experience, but I still, this one, this one just had me ogling over the guitars. Yeah. Oh, um, right. and, and you know, as a as a uh, impressionable youngster, you know, wanting to be a musician, like that just blew my mind. Yeah. In, in some way, in in probably some of the ways that probably pavement should have. Uh, and I, I mean, I think pavement for me is one looking back that I was like, man, how did I not? How was I not into this back then? I would have eaten this up mm-hmm. um, um, for all of those like musically like mind opening possibilities. Um, but yeah, the, that okay computer is tops, yeah. no question. Now, but I'm curious, Tim, mm-hmm. were you listening to Radiohead? Like, are no. you a Radiohead? Um, 
No, I remember when Karma Police came out on the radio. Okay. I'm picking like, oh, this is a good song. And, you know, I liked Creep or whatever before. Uh, but I never got the album, and I never really got into Radiohead. I, for some reason, I ended up getting the Airbag EP. Hmm. Uh, it's called Airbag, Where's My Driving? <laughs> how, how, how's, how's My Driving? driving? Yeah. Um, where's My Driving? On the road, I hope. What's the deal? Where's my mind? Uh, and that's really good. Like, obviously, Airbag's a good song, but then there's, like, Polyethylene, which is really good. Yeah. Um, Palo Alto's on there. Mm-hmm. But I never really, and still to this day, I, like, I don't Man. know OK Computer very well. Tim. It's great, but Tim. it's just one of those things where... It's like, okay, yeah, this is good. It's great. It's obviously good, but I don't know. Maybe I just, maybe it was the fact that I first started hearing it on the radio and it didn't seem like a discovery yeah. or something like that. that okay. I, I, sometimes that's the way I work, where if I don't find something on my own, I'm just kind of like, meh, okay. Yeah. And I, I, I do think there's a lot of time and place element yeah. with it to hear it sure. in real time. Mm-hmm. And, and for me as well, too, again, you know, being in Flagstaff, I was, so like the Paranoid Android video came out in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um... And so I heard that, which is really like the most, what the fuck mm-hmm. is this song on that whole album? But like for two or three months, I was reading about the album. Like, oh, it's this game-changing rock record. Mm-hmm. It, you know, totally. So I was like primed to ex- okay. like to hear this mm-hmm. thing that was going to blow mm-hmm. my mind. And I kind of went into it with this like, sure, Radiohead. Like I had Pablo Honey. I was like, creep, you know, whatever. It's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, and I'd heard the Benz even mm-hmm. like my younger brother had the Benz and I, yeah. I thought Street mm-hmm. Spirit was a great, a great song. And I like just and all that. Just I was like, is yeah. Radiohead really going to blow my mind with an <laughs> album? And so I went into it like skeptical and I mean, 10 seconds into it, it's like, mm-hmm. holy shit, just the attention to detail. And, and I don't know, there's just something on a completely different level. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, we talked about rate your music earlier off mm-hmm. off tape. I'm not really recording Whatever. this. We're recording this on tape, people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but we had talked about uh, rate your music. Not only is OK Computer the number one album of 1997, it's literally the number one album of all time on rate mm. your music. Wow. It is, you know, kind of the singular piece of music for it. It's time period. Mm-hmm. that yeah I, again I think if you were in that right mindset in that right place at the right time and, and again I feel like here I am square in the target demographic mm-hmm. yeah, of totally. rockest kid yeah, right. 18 years old directionless yeah. in life I'm not going right. to college yet and I still love music and all I did all I wanted right. to do was play in a band and all I cared about was music and here it was I it. was hearing yeah. the, the what packaged for you sounded yeah. like yep. the future of, of yep. rock music um, so yeah, I mean, yep. yeah, if anything, it's on my wish list. Like I kind of wish I had gotten in on the ground floor mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So now Tim, mm-hmm. I'm curious, uh, having done your research, you've got yeah. your laptop there. You've got, you've done all of the studying looking back mm-hmm. at 97 releases that, what have you discovered since then? Well, at the top is Slater Kinney. Okay. Like, dig me out, yeah. Came yeah. Out dig me out that year. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't get into them for I think until at, way after I graduated, a couple years after I graduated mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. And that, you know, sometimes I think back to some, some bands that I love now and thinking like, oh man, they were putting out records in 96, 97. And yeah, like I was around. Mm-hmm. I could have been experiencing that in real time, but mm-hmm. now it's just like, oh, it seems like ancient history. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I just kind of missed the boat. So yep. they're, they're on there for sure. Yeah. A band Definitely. called Quasi, which is a mm-hmm. Portland band, Janet Weiss's other band. Mm-hmm. Um, their first record came out in 97. It's just... Oh, it's called 
R&B transmogrification. And it's really good, but it's kind of like rough as far as their sound goes. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely like kind of like they're still finding their feet, but it's really solid. Um, Helium. I never got into that band, but it's Mary Timoney. And I like some of her solo stuff a lot. Hmm. She's kind of in the same vein. Like, I think she opened for Slater Kinney when I saw them once. Or she may have opened for, like, Malkmus or something like that. Mm-hmm. The um, I never listened to Modest Mouse really ever. Ooh. But the Lonesome Crowded West came out yeah, that year. Yeah, that's a big one so for me. I listened to a little bit of that today. And it, I think that probably would have blown my mind pretty oh. hard if I had listened to yeah. it at that point. It, it, it still might, too. I didn't get that album until 2001. Mm-hmm. And that was, again... Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, for, I, first off, it, I just it, dipped a toe in. I really liked track one and yeah. I, I oh, yeah. didn't really get much further. I was like in the middle of track two, but like got distracted or whatever. But there's a musical ferocity to that record yeah. that is, is still arresting. But the big thing about that, they were like 18, 19 years old when they made that record. Really? So somewhere around there, they were yeah. not like legal drinking age, at least. <laughs> the lyrics on that album are so. Yeah. Amazingly hmm. introspective and insightful. It is mm-hmm. next level. That album is it's, it, so it's, good. A, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, that's one so of that. It is so 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 good. That's so, yes. high on my list of like, man, why wasn't I listening to this? Because I I I was yeah. listening to I, I didn't discover Modest Mouse until like Moon Over Antarctica when it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but me, that me was too. Moon but, and Antarctica. Moon and Antarctica. Mm-hmm. But th- but that's because um that wasn't when I was had money to like to buy mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah. I was, that's when I started like reading magazines and started looking at what's, what's coming out. But since, yeah, I've gone back mm-hmm. that, that album is top of that. I wish I was friends back then. One that's Amazing. interesting to me that came out that year is uh, the boatman's call by Nick cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I would have hated it listening to it at that age. Cause it's like, you know, chill, mm-hmm. like, especially if you've heard murder ballads, which I hadn't at that mm-hmm. point. But like just this piano kind of like somber contemplative thing. But I love that album now. Yeah. I listened yeah. to, you know, I probably discovered it when I was like in my late 20s or something like that. But it's great. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's on my wish list, but I don't know if I would have appreciated it at the time at that age. Yeah, I, I still haven't. I, I need to get that one. That's great. That, yeah. that's, that, mm, Nick Cave is always tough for me just in terms of like deciding which one I would say is his best just because mm. there are so many different modes of Nick Cave. Yeah. But that, that's a good entry point, I would think, for a lot of people who are maybe not as into the like dark cabaret right, kind right, of Nick right. Cave and more into the Nick Cave the songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great record. Else came out like, um, we, I got really into Ween. I'm still, I still love Ween, I, but I was like really hardcore into them for a while. And The Mollusk came out that year. I don't know if I would have liked them at that age though either. Elliot Smith, though, I probably would have really been into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I was listening to Elliot Smith just because of Goodwill Hunting, but yeah. like, I'm, I probably had that soundtrack, and I think that's where... Well, there's no way he could have been on your radar, Tim. It's not like he literally <laughs> recorded that album like you know a couple of miles away from here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I even had like friends who were cool. And, yeah, it wasn't until after high school that I started to, to Friend of the podcast, meet people and uh, hang out. Was into Matt, uh, was into Elliot oh, Smith. Oh, yeah, that's that right. Point, yeah. Huh. I don't know. He missed was, it. You missed that one. Yeah. He that's missed. a really, that's an incredible album. Yeah. Which uh, one was it? The 97 one? Either right? or. Either, it was or. either or. Yeah. That's his best too. Oh, and Pavement's on my list because I wasn't into them at that point. I probably knew Cut Your Hair. But uh, oh, there's a Built to Spill album that year. I still don't know if I really like Built to Spill. Um, was there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Built to Spill. Um, mm-hmm. Perfect from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good album. Dinosaur Jr. put one out. Morphine put one out. Dinosaur Jr. one's fine. It's yeah. not. It's not one of their better, but it's, oh, it's fine. Pond. There's a band called Pond. I don't know how mm-hmm. how well known they are. They were a Portland band, but 
Um, they're really good. They had they put something out that year too. Bjork put out an album, but I don't yeah. know. Okay, oh, yeah. let's. Okay, so that for me, I was I was actually had a I had a thing for Bjork in in real time, um, and well. Uh, that album for me is one of my top and, and I will also, I will also throw Portishead in there because mm-hmm. I think those were kind of a similar at the same time that, um, I was listening to both and, and you talk about, eh, not like electronic leanings, but you know, pop had U2's pop, uh, Radiohead was starting to flirt with mm-hmm. some of that mm-hmm. Bjork and, and Portishead had some of those aesthetics. Oh there yeah. Yeah. Definitely that, more than flirting with like uh, homogenic right. is, is way, way, way ahead of the curve when it comes to incorporating electronics into, into rock music. Right. And so I, I was, I was big on into that and yeah. big, big on that at the time. And, and that is that both of those albums, that Portishead album and that, mm-hmm. um, York album are ones that were big for me in 97 and still I don't have it pulled up but that Rate Your Music top 10 for 97 gee, that is insane just the, the quality of the top 10 albums of that there year. are a lot of really good um, albums here I'm gonna go back I sent you all that link to yeah. it but uh, so let's see here here oh my gosh Supergrass is yeah. the other one yeah. that I didn't get I didn't get into Supergrass until a bit later, um, but that was everything that I probably wanted and needed should have been listening to. That's on my list of so, friends. So, so here we go. Uh, number 10 is I Can Hear the Heart Beating is One by Yola Tango, which is a great album. Mm-hmm. Their, their best album in all likelihood. Um, and again, something that would have been on my list of things that I would have liked a lot at that time. Uh, number nine is The Mollusk, because... Didn't mention. I'm not a big Ween fan, but that is a good album. It is, that, yeah. That is a, a really good record. It's not my favorite because I, you know, I tend to skew towards the weirder stuff, and that's yeah. that's pretty. It's still got some weirdness on it, but mm-hmm. it's um, it's digestible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number eight is Dots and Loops by Stereolab, which is fantastic. Um, maybe their best album, uh, and again, one that I definitely wish I was listening to at that time. Uh, number seven is Fishman's. Oh um, yeah, not. Long season. We talked about that one right. for '96, but uh, I, I don't even want to try to pronounce just because I'm going to sound like an idiot. Right. That record is good. Yeah. Um, it's not their best, but it's very, very but good. I, and I haven't discovered, I didn't discover that until you turned me on to Fishman's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. Number six is Perfect From Now On by Built to Spill. Again, really, really excellent album. Number five, Lonesome Crowd of West, which already have sung its praises. That is just it's, yeah. it's just a fantastic so album. Good. Uh, four is either or mm-hmm. again just mm-hmm. a, a masterpiece. Just great, great songwriting. Three is homogenic. Uh, again, total masterpiece. Two. This is a really good album. I wouldn't put it in my top five of that year, but um, F sharp, A sharp, Infinity by Godspeed You Black Emperor. Mm-hmm. If if you're mm-hmm. remotely into post rock, that's one of the great post rock albums. Um, I wouldn't put it above. Bjork, Elliot Smith, or Modest Mouse, but it's it's a very very good album. And then number one, as we've already said, is yeah. an album that I just, of course, ridiculously gush over and make a fool out of myself. Speaking in 
hyperbole, but yeah, okay, computers. Wasn't there a wasn't there a Dylan album? Yeah, Time Out of Mind is is ninety seven, which uh, I got into Dylan in part. You know, like I said, I, I had that whole hey, I've got to go back and find the classics. But there was also a lot of Dylan hype in late ninety seven and early ninety eight. He ended up winning the Grammy for album of the year for hmm. for Time Out of Mind over Okay Computer, which at the time, you know, now here, oh, that's so stupid, but why is this old dude? I mean, I, I knew of Dylan, and I, I liked what I knew about him up to that point, but I didn't really know him as an artist. And so kind of the hype around that got me into, all right, I guess I need to check this dude out. Ooh, now I'm scrolling down this list. Uh, Buena Vista Social Club, number 16. Mm-hmm. Um, just this last year, I've been listening to a lot of Bolero. I would have, I would have totally done that. Um, yeah, I'm looking at others on my list of things that I would have liked. Uh, Gotta Buy Voices put out a really solid album that mm-hmm. year, Matt mm-hmm. Earwig, which I wasn't listening to them yet. Bell and Sebastian put out some EPs that year, um, mm-hmm. the Dog on Wheels, which yep. is great. That, so that's another one that I am... I, uh, I was listening to a lot of Simon and Garfunkel yeah. in yeah. at the end right. of high school, and so yeah. that would have been one that I should have... Yeah. Um, that, I, that EP is really good. Mentioned Supergrass already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Watt. I love Mike Watt because... He's fucking Mike Watt. Um, but he, he put out a, a great concept album that year called Contemplating the Engine Room. And uh, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, uh, Tim already mentioned Slater Kenny, but yeah, Dig Me Out's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, just a great album that I wish I had been listening to. And then I just have a note here, all of hip hop. Because I, I wasn't... <laughs> and I actually looked down the list. 97 yeah, specifically not was, not, yeah, was not a great year for hip hop. But... Um, Erica Badu, yeah, Baduism, yeah, her, her first album that, that's pretty good. Is good. I I should have listened to I that. I think of that as more neo soul than hip hop. Well, yeah, but that's but, but that's more my wheelhouse, mm-hmm. anyways. But I, yeah, I yeah, but I, I'm trying to think even now, like if there are any real landmark hip hop albums that I like all that much from '97. I, I don't know. Not really. It was between Outcast Records and uh, Post Peak for a lot of the. Stuff that I do like, you already mentioned, uh, you know, Wu Tang. Well, yeah, Wu Tang. De La Soul um, and Tribe were. Oh, Wu Tang Forever. Defunct, right? Maybe. Okay. For me, Wu Tang isn't forever. Uh, but is it for the children? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I think we all have some, not real regrets per se, but things that we maybe would have liked to have hung out with those people. Yeah. Uh, they were out there. They were ready for us to meet them. And we just kind of passed out. them by. Yeah, we walked by them in the halls and never really established those well, connections. Well, I'm going to make sure, I'm going to make sure at the reunion to, you know, chat it up and definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot believe I was not listening to Pavement. Freshman year of college, my, <sighs> you know, yep. can't can't all be as cool as can't all be as cool. I guess. No. Oh, of course, then I was fucking listening to live for some reason. <laughs> so. Well, you know what we need to do? We need to make a mixtape. We do, but let's take a quick break. All right, let's take a break right. and then make a mixtape.
All right, we're back on Strange Currencies podcast, and we are gonna make a mixtape because hey, we're talking about the '90s, and we were mm-hmm. still—I was still making mixtapes in '97. Yeah, yeah, yeah mixtapes. Um, that's a, a, an important form of like social cues. Were you burning and, CDs? No, not not until '99. Yeah, was that my sounds CD about right. Burning time. I still have a couple of. 99, you know, Sharpie on the mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. CD. I don't know if I ever made well something else on the next day. Hmm. Ooh, missing out. Man. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was, that was high, high times. Yeah, that was how you communicated mm. with right. people that you just couldn't communicate with like a normal person <laughs> because you were socially awkward as, right. as some of us were. Yeah. And so you'd make I'm a mixtape. Mix All right. Be, yeah. I'm, I'm way more to... socially awkward now than I was in, as a 16 year old or whatever. Whatever, Fedora. Yeah. Is that, yeah, I was, I was outgoing. All right. Well, so we got to lay some ground rules here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So if we're going to make this 1997 25th anniversary mixtape, um, we need to, we're, we're each going to pick what? Eight songs each? Is yeah. We're, we're going to go with eight. Eight, eight. Maybe um, eight to 10. We'll see how we go. Last time we did it based on like a Maxell you know, yeah, 45 like, minute tape. And we got a little lucky actually with that. I want to say like mine was 44 minutes and 55 seconds or something like that. Oh, it was wow. purely luck, wow. purely luck. So we I think for it's, some remastered cuts. Yeah. To it's, so it's, it it's probably better that we, uh, that we just put a song. Okay. Let's just do and, number of and songs. And not worry okay. about how long it is, but right. let's <laughs> also respect the game. And not mm-hmm. pick like a twenty-minute song from the Godspeed You Black Emperor okay. album. Okay, all right, fair. fair. Um, so l- let's do that at least. All right, that seems to be reasonable. All right, reasonable. So like, we'll yeah. we'll go with eight tracks, no exploitation, and but here's the other rule: once one of these artists is included on the mixtape, sure. yeah, you cannot. They're they're gone. So you know you got to be strategic about your picks here because I mm-hmm. think we need to do a little round robin here. Um, I think, uh, I guess it's only fair that the graduate gets to pick first. I seem to remember that you got to pick first last time. Mm-hmm. Okay. All I'll right, go first. No, yeah, you go first. Matt. All right. Well, let Matt, Matt pick first and we'll just go around. I feel like, I guess we can let Tim go second. He's on the couch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> third. That's the rule. All right. Glenn. All right. We go and, um... Yeah, Clock, yeah, you got kicked off the couch, so <laughs> I'm gonna go with a song from Live Secret Samadhi. Yeah, there we go. Um, only just like to block Glenn. I, I think I have to pick something from OK Computer mm-hmm. just because. Yeah. Um, but I did, I've put literally zero thought into this. Oh, that's a mistake you've made, my friend. Uh, so I I love Let Down. It's just such a Beautiful song. Uh, so I'm going to go with Let Down. I would have gone with No Surprises. but No, no Surprises is obviously yeah. amazing too, but I'll, I'll go Let Down. All right. All right. You took song. Let Down. All right. Oh, so great. Now i got to take it off my <laughs> list. All right. All right. My first pick is from uh, Dig Me Out, Slater Kinney. But mm, okay. it's not that song. I'm going to pick Words and Guitar. Ah, that's okay. awesome. I'd have gone with One More Hour, but Words that's, and Guitar is great. That too. was my alternate. Yeah. All right, so since you um, just like stuck it to me with OK Computer, I am going to return the favor and I'm taking something from Pavement. Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to do Stereo. Even though I love Shady Lane and that's probably... But I'm going to do Stereo. Stereo. Stereo's great. Stereo. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would have gotten with from Bright in the Corners. 
I've been really into Transport as a Range lately. That's mm. a that's a great mm. song. Um, all right, I got to pick something off of that Modest Mouse album because uh, oh, it's so. No, so you don't. No, you don't. But again, that's <laughs> one like every song on there is amazing. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bankrupt mm. on Selling. Just because there's that line in there where he talks about, I'll go to college and learn some big words and talk real loud. Goddamn right, I'll be heard. I don't know. That seems to be in the spirit of finishing high school. So, uh, okay, okay. So, yeah, Bankrupt on Selling from uh, Lonesome Cry to West. What a great album. I think you should have done Trailer Trash, but. That's a great song, too. So is Cowboy Dan and Doing the Cockroach, and mm-hmm. the whole damn album is great. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with something off of Where Have All the Merrymakers Gone by Harvey Danger. This is the album that um, Flagpole Sita was on, and everyone knows that song. And, sure. you know, you love it or you hate it. Most people got totally sick of it. And they're kind of a one-hit wonder band. I don't think a lot of people, you know, looked beyond that one song. But this is another example of where, like, I had one friend who got the CD, told everyone else. A like, mutual friend of the show, right? It's actually good. I, I don't know if it was bad. It might have oh, been okay, Joseph, he, actually. Okay, because I was going to say, Matt McReynolds, friend of the show. Yeah. Strange Currents <laughs> contributor, definitely. Like, when we first met, he's like, you got to listen to more Harvey Danger right. than that first album. But okay. Right. It, uh, it, it could have, I, I think it was either Joseph or our friend Derek. I'm not sure. Okay. But <clears throat> I want to pick one off of that, but not uh, not that song. I'm going to go with Jack the Lion. Okay. Just right. good. It's a great example of like something else on that record, that same record that's like totally different, but very, very good. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I have to, I have to get a Bjork song. Yeah, you do. So I, mm, is it, is it yoga? Yoga? Yoga. Yoga. I'm going to do yoga. That's that's great song. All right, um, I should have done some advanced scouting here. You should have. Uh, well, I mean, either or is such. Oh a good no! So don't do that. Let's <laughs> don't do go that. With uh, uh, don't you know? No. What about what about? Shut up. Just back off. I'm allowed to pick Elliot Smith. <laughs> I didn't cry when you chose York or Pavement. All right, well. So quit your bitching over there. Um, There's just another one of those, like, how do you pick a song from, yeah. from that album? Every That's single so one of them ones. was great. Um, I like I like optimistic Elliot Smith when it happens. So I'm going to go with Say Yes, actually. <laughs> when it happens. Just, okay. Yeah, because let's be honest, it doesn't happen a whole lot. Okay. But right. I, I think it's a... I mean, first off, you put that on a mixtape. I mean, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. That's that's showing your intentions okay. of said mixtape. And wow. <laughs> we need a good closer as well. So yeah, Say oh, Yes. Okay. Say right. Yes is going to be my, my pick there. <sighs> now I got it. Dang it. Hmm. Yeah. Um... I'll go with the Ben Folds 5 because... Aww... Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just keep, just keep Fair. crying. Fair. I'll just cry. Yeah, right. It's good picks. Good picks. I mean that, and that was a that was a pretty big uh, album for for me and my friends, I guess. But I don't want to go with Brick. No. Uh, and I guess I don't want to go with um, Ballad of Who Could Care Less. I didn't realize that was a single. It was. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Stephen's Last Night in Town. Oh, all right. Because <laughs> it's got the clarinet and stuff it, and like it has that. that phone ringing in it, which always yeah always it does. bugs me mm-hmm. still. <laughs> but uh, okay, that's a good song. Okay, okay. Now I gotta, I gotta move stuff around. All right. Well, you know what? Just to stick it to you, Matt, I, I'm taking "Guided by Voices." I'm a tree. Okay. I I have that is one of the songs that I have, um, I've come to 
be saddened that I did not discover Guided by Voices sooner. All right. Well, hey, if uh, you are going to stick it to me with that, then I'm going to take a song from Supergrass. Uh huh. Yeah, there you go. Um, again, this is one of those albums where you've got a lot of good choices. Yeah, We're talking yeah, In yeah. It for the Money by Supergrass, the money, yeah. which uh, is apparently their highest rated album on your music. No, it's not. It is. No, um, I, I. I mean, it's not their best. Ashikoko is like yeah, a classic, classic. I was gonna say debut album, but uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Richard the Second. We need a we need some rockers on here. Mm, okay, so that's a that's a good ass kicker there. Okay. I, I always have loved Late in the Day. That's a great yeah. That, great song. that would but be I'm gonna go with I Richard. Uh, sorry, I said Richard the Second. Richard the Third. Richard the Third, the one okay. who's like buried under a parking lot or whatever. So yeah, <laughs> that one. Okay. How many is that now? Are we at four? That would be your three. fourth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, your fourth. So this is my four? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Not If You Were the Last Junkie on Earth by the Dandy Warhols. Ooh, okay. And that's All a band right. I never listened to as far as their albums, but that was a radio band for me. Mm-hmm. And okay. something definitive of, of that time that was sure. like around and I was I liked and what I was into, mm-hmm. but, um, but not like something that I, I would pursue. And I've, since then, I've tried to listen to their albums and it's just like, ugh. They... Suck. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just come right out and say mm-hmm. it because it's true. They, wow. I, I, I'm well, here, here's my, now. my thing. They're with a them. Portland band, but my they thing, just they suck. My thing is they tried. The, their effort is the effort level is so low. Like they they want to be this like drone kind of thing, drone yeah. psych, and, and that sucks. That is really boring and awful. But then like. Courtney Taylor Taylor knows how to write a really catchy pop song, and every once in a while he does. But, but it's like they turn into like on. this like mall punk sort of a thing. Oh, maybe I don't and know. Yeah, yeah. Like, into, so, but well, I had pursued their albums because mm-hmm. you know I was like, all right, this is a Portland band. I need yeah. to, to check this stuff out, and so I got. Yeah, I might have got it from the library at the time before I had streaming mm-hmm. service available. And yeah. It was one of those ones where, like yeah. I just kept yeah. listening to more and more of it. I was like, oh, they're my a God, single band is, for me. Um, a, a single song. That's <laughs> no, fine. No. They had a handful of, of good like singles, like radio catchy hits. Um, We've given the Dandy Warhols too much airtime already. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. this is and, a good pick though for the okay. next thing. Right. Well, okay. I'm itching. I'm itching. I, I'm going to double down on my. I, I've got Bjork, but I'm going to get Portishead in there. So I need to take. I'm taking all mine. All right. I think that's yeah. It's all mine. Round five, I'm going to go with uh, Dog on Wheels by Bell and Sebastian. Oh! Perfect mixtape, man. I wanted the state I'm in. Well, you didn't get it. And actually, that's technically, I mean, that originally came out on Tiger Milk, which is 96. Uh, they, yes, re-recorded it for a single in 97. That was That's why I was going to cheat. And... Mm-hmm. Well, all right, fine. You can have it. Take it. I, I did. it anyway. I did. All right, guys, I know you all want to pick this band, too, but sorry. I'm going to pick 311 Transistor. Oh! <laughs> wow. What oh, a Come on, t- you heal. Was that five? What a, One, what two, what three, a troll. That was five. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Troll. This, this, There needs to be representation of what was really out there no, and around. there doesn't. Then there pick Brick. Music. This no. is Strange Currency's music, and you're going to make it look as if we're mm-hmm. endorsing. Like Glenn made me... Use 
It's a Gin Blossom song. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, it's like some weird live version of, <laughs> of the song, too. I had, to, I had to play the Tim card back mm. before Tim. No, you genuinely <laughs> liked it. I do. I still do. Whatever. All right, so my turn. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take a fisherman song. Then uh, um, I I guess I should go with uh, you know there's a couple of longer tracks on that, but was it Paka Paka is it's nice, okay. you know, right. reasonable length song. All right, thank you, fishermans. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with something by Stereo Lab. Mm. And I will refrain from picking uh, refractions in the plastic poles, which is 17 and a half minutes long, and go with the uh, the tidier Miss Modular um, from uh, from Dots and Loops. So this is what round six. That was your sixth, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, my sixth pick is going to be Mutilated Lips by Ween mm. from the Mollusk. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're not going with Ocean Man, the easy pick there. Huh? No, I'm trying to, av- well, I'm, I'm mixing it up. I'm trying to avoid those on the albums that I know, and I'm specifically going for the recognizable ones on the annoying singles that I'm putting on here. Okay. Fair enough. I, and let me tell you, it gets a lot worse than Not If You're the Last Junkie on Earth in 311. <laughs> oh, jeez. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. We'll get there. I'm, I'm running out of legitimate picks, though, because like mm-hmm. I said, a lot of what I was listening to was not from 1997. So. But... According to our rules, it has to be a song that came out in 97. Right. All right. Well, or a recording. So uh, here, I'm going to... No, it has to be from 97. It has to have come out in 97. Okay. I'm going to bend the rules a little bit because this was iconic for me in these, these years. When I think back on, you know, end of high school, beginning of college, I had a... Um, I had a pen pal. Wow. Did you guys ever have a pen pal? When I was in like first grade, maybe? Wow. Ease <laughs> up. I had a pen pal from Canada who turned me on to the Tragically Hip. And I know that you're a so you're big... Going with a, you're going with a live song? I'm going to go with a live song. It's bending, but it came out in, it came out in 97. Um, and so I am going to pick a track from Tragically Hip, um, just so you can't get Gordon Downey. Um, I'm going to do New Orleans is sinking. That one feels like, that one feels like early hip to me. Uh, that's what I recognize. Now I haven't listened to a lot of Tragically Hip since then, but you keep singing the praises of Downey. I need to, I need to like dig a little bit more. The late great. But hat, hat tip to my Canadian pen pal, okay, um, who introduced me to, who also sent me. Um, with, is with this that. like your Canadian girlfriend? Like, oh, she's totally real. This is in Canada. <laughs> I, my pen pal, my friend, is real. He just lives in Canada. She, she did send me a. Uh, now, now he's <laughs> double uh, doubling up. It's she is uh, the pen pal. Okay. Uh, potato chips with a little squeeze bag of ketchup. Yeah. Weird. Well, they just have they have ketchup chips there. Why would you need to add ketchup to the chips? It was a bag of potato chips, and it came with a little thing of ketchup. Maybe you, that was before the ketchup chip uh, maybe, technology was actually maybe, invented. I don't know. I'm old. Weird. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with a Yola Tango song. Autumn Sweater seems like the best pick here. That's kind of longer. I don't know how long this, this thing is going to be. Your your tragically hit pick. If 
It's the live version I'm thinking is kind of long too. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Autumn Sweater. That's a really, really great song. So, all right, that's my number seven. Huh. This is, uh, hmm. Reaching pretty deep into the the bag here. Because uh, it's not my favorite album of theirs, but I'm going to go with Father of Mine from So Much for the Afterglow by Everclear. Mm. <laughs> All right. Everclear. All right. Another not great Portland band. Wow. Shut up. <laughs> I wrote a whole article about. Uh, I know. That for a while was one of our most uh, read articles, too. I think art, art, yeah. art just kept reading it over and over yeah, again. Of course. Like, oh, they still like me. <laughs> All right. Well, I need to. Uh, <laughs> I need to do this one. Um, I certainly was not listening to them in '97, mm-hmm. um, but I wish I was and wish I had, and I have since come to love them. And you know what came out in '97? Zyrica came out in '97, right. <laughs> and so I need to take "Writing to Work" in the year 2025, only because I think that might be the so, only one. So you you're picking like a stem. Yeah, I know. I I want. I is want that on the Soft Bulletin Companion. I it. it I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Right. But technically, Zyrica came out in '97. Yeah. Oh no, not technically. It literally did. But. Literally. So "Writing to Work" in the year 2025, and I think for streaming purposes, we could probably. You know, find that. Okay. Because it's there. So, there. Got him. Got the lip. All right. Um, lip and the hip. Tragically hip. <laughs> Flaming lips. Yeah. And uh, we might have to do something about Zyrica here coming up soon. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, okay. Uh, I really want to pick a song from Mike Watt. Because um, he's Mike you Watt. You should. And I am hoping that Glenn will use his eighth pick to represent Bob Dylan, but I don't know. So. I'm not going to. All right, well, you know, Dylan has had his praises saying. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you didn't pick a Dylan. Well, that's what I'm uh, saying. Well. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's doing fine for himself. He's fine. Uh, I'm going to go with The Boiler Man, which is his tribute to his uh, departed former Minutemen bandmate, D. Boone. Okay. Uh, <sighs> all right that was your final pick this is that my was final eight pick. yep i i really did want to pepper this with uh some of these like radio singles that aren't necessarily good but like no don't you me. don't have to i want to put from you've Bob done enough damage already take something from time out of mind uh no listen here here are the my my runners up well first of all like the one that i would have picked by uh, the melvins if honky was on the streaming site any streaming sites would be uh, Pitfalls and Serving Warrants from Honky. That's really good. But um, You sure we can't find, like... Uh, I mean, it's, it's not on Spotify. Uh, yeah, right. it's, it's weird. It's like the only one, I think. It must be some weird... It's on a different there's label. Not another, there's not another, like, recording of that track yeah. from another later. Yeah. So here... here I just want riveting podcast. I, I, I listen, though. I want you guys to know the songs that I am not picking, so you can yeah. be at least grateful okay. for that. all right, all right. I am not picking Breathe by Prodigy. Good. You're not picking Mbop. I'm not picking Mbop. Okay. I'm not picking Du Hast by Rammstein, even though I kind of okay. want to. Oh, don't. <laughs> I'm not picking Big Willie Style. Or sorry, wow. Getting Jiggy With It from wow. Big Willie Style by wow. Will Smith, which wow. came out that year. Okay. I'm not picking Fly by Sugar Ray. Okay, thank you. I kind of want to do that Mark. one, too. I'm still in our hearts. Uh, I thought about picking Brimful of Asha by mm-hmm. Corner Shop, because that would have been of the time for sure. Yeah. 
But I'm actually going to go with that something off that first Quasi album. Uh, I'm going to pick a song called In the First Place. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well. You're welcome. <sighs> Thank you. All right. Well, I, I am, I, I guess, I'm not going to take a Whiskey Town song because Ryan Adams is a turd of a person, apparently. Uh, so, and, and we know so far have, I've realized, zero hip hop. <laughs> yeah. Again, kind of a Getting down. jiggy with it. Kind of, well, you said there. it, yeah. but uh, it, it seems like it was. A, it really does seem like a down year for for hip hop. It, it yeah. does. And well, I was going to oh, take something you said from. Erica yeah, I was going to take something from Baduism. Um, boy, Iclef put out an album that year, but I don't really know anything about his stuff. Yeah, I mean, on and on's a really yeah, on and on is great and. Um, next lifetime's good too. But see, here's the other thing. I was also tempted to um, um, you've turned me on to the mountain goats. And yeah, what was that? Uh, Full Force. Yeah, Galesburg. Full Force is a good album. I also, uh, I also the Buena Vista Social Club. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be listening, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be listening to this playlist, I will never listen to this playlist. I'm going to, and therefore I will be listening to Chan Chan. Okay, Buena Vista Social Club. That'll be my. Even though I want to put some Erica Badu, can I trade? Um, nope. Nope. I don't want to trade anything. Maybe I should trade the hip for, since that's a live track. Maybe yeah, I should check. I think the live track thing is a little weird, especially since that's all right. Let's get rid of the tragically hip. Can I? Can I just like for the? I just wanted to to try and like get under your skin by taking a downy song. But, go, go ahead. All right, so I'll take. I'll if take. It means representing a genre. Then okay, then I want to. I want to replace it with Erica Badu. Okay. Uh, what do I want? I, I think I need I think I need to do riveting podcast. This is riveting podcast. Gonna... Well, stop! I'm like. <sighs> I just want you guys to know that if the English version of Do Host, which was a bonus track on the CD, had been on Spotify, I definitely would have picked that. Okay. Okay. Fair. Yeah. I'm on and on. Okay. On and on. I think that's a good choice. Yep. All right. Hey, this thing is running really long. Well, let's, let's take let's a get out of here. quick break, and then we will come back to wrap it all up. Currencies podcast here to wrap up um, our return from our hiatus. Hey, we went a little long this time because hey, we haven't given you any new whatever, content in whatever. a month. So do what um, we want. Whoa, <laughs> a little bit care. of attitude, dude. There. You were telling me like you're rambling. Shut up. I pick my <laughs> songs. Rambling. Well, edit it then. No editor. We're fighting. <laughs> Mommy and Daddy are fighting. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, we are back from hiatus so we need to do another we do dude too long we got some ideas we got some ideas let's yeah. let's have some yeah 
Um, there Glenn was stuff. really into the idea of doing a Pearl Jam podcast. Oh, so I think we're going to be doing no, that. We're not doing that. Um, don't yeah. make me listen to Pearl Jam. No, I think I think we should. Let's commit to that. Yeah. No, we're going to revisit. But we want to keep it to the early stuff, right? Yeah, Just revisiting the first 90s. Two albums. Yeah. No, let's revisit 90s Pearl Jam. Actually, uh, let's okay. make Glenn listen have to, to all of it. No. Let's just, just just do a deep dive on Vitology and just talk about that. Oh, we'll have some conversation. Yeah, let, let, let's do that. No. But we've got some other ideas coming yeah, up, too. Yeah, we got... Um, let's do something better. Uh, that's deep one idea. dive into live secret samadhi. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, um, Glenn needs to get going, so I, I guess that know. means we need to, uh, to wrap this thing up let's right now. So, for the Strange Currencies podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Glenn. I'm Tim. Bye. Bye.